everyone, and welcome to part four of our series on the Satanic Panic. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the Satanic Panic and how it influenced media and continues to do so. Before you ask, yes, I will be getting into some political stuff today. While we usually try to avoid this type of subject matter, uh, obviously we have our own opinions and beliefs. But with this subject matter, it is very difficult to avoid all political statements and tie-ins. I mean, it's 2023, everything even basic human rights have some sort of have some sort of uh, politics so this had to come up at some point yeah before we delve into all that though i would like to wish all of my fellow queer people a very happy pride month yeah happy pride month everybody uh for those outside the u.s this is a month in the united states that we celebrate the accomplishments of the queer community as well as trials and tribulations that we have endured yeah Uh, it's also a time to look back at all those we've lost from all the harmful acts that have been done against the queer community yes this the month started or we started remembering it pride started in the united states uh, because you know this is a quote-unquote free country but it was illegal for so freaking long to be in love or romantically involved in any way, shape, or form of someone who is the opposite of your gender assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, cops would literally go into people's houses, pull them into the streets, beat the shit out of them for being non-heteronormative. Yep. Uh, they could face jail time lose their jobs, lose their place of living, be outright killed, be fined a shit ton of money. Yep. It it was pretty fucked up. And they did this, uh, but uh, a lot. But on, they call these morality laws, which is, I don't know, I think it's just pretty immoral to worry about what someone else is doing and going in their house and beating the crap out of them when they're not harming anyone. Um, Yeah. On June 28th, 1969, cops decided to raid a queer-friendly bar in New York City called Stonewall. Uh, It was owned by the mob, and, I mean, things were a little bit more pricey, but it was a safe place for queer people in New York. While this is going on, and they were raiding it, like, pulling people out, beating the crap out of them, a black trans femme uh, woman named Marsha P. Johnson... Basically said, screw this, we're not going to take it anymore. Picked up a brick in Mm -hmm. retaliation and chunked it at a cop. Which then led to the Stonewall riots. Which is the reason why basically the shot that started getting uh, rights for queer people in the United States. This is huge huge thing that you know we're still fighting for these rights and in a lot of places they've started to be taken away yep uh 
And if we have any U.S. listeners, I encourage you to go out and you know fight to make a difference for your you know for yourself if you are in the community, for your possible children, for your friends, uh, family members, because this is this is a big deal. Uh, sorry, I got a little bit long there, but. <laughs> That's that fine. it's it's kind of an important thing. Well, uh, especially now with the climate in the U.S. right now, it's, it's yeah, very we're, important. It would not surprise me if we declared war on ourselves at any point. No. Uh, no. But yeah, so if you are curious, if you are queer, an ally, or anything else, I highly recommend looking up Marsha P. Johnson and or the Stonewall Riots. Uh, very, very educational things yep. there. Yes. Back to the subject on hand. We've kind of co- covered some of this in our past three episodes. Yeah. But we'll be getting a little bit more into it here. Not like in super, super depth. Honestly, when I was writing up notes, half of this is just me ranting and ramp- rambling. <laughs> uh, that's how it would be (laughs) but as we've said previously the satanic panic was a moral panic involving a number of different factors including but not limited to the belief in a conspiracy of satanic and of satan influencing children to summon demons listening to satanic music sexual assault murdering people and doing (laughs) And pretending while doing math. If you're curious as to what I mean by that, listen back to our D&D episode. Yep. Uh, it also involved so much more. Oh, yeah. So, of course, with TV and movies, Satanic Panic was a huge, huge influence. Uh, with the news. Uh, I mean, there, I'll, but I'll get into that a little bit more. But there's just, there's a lot there in itself. But as far as TV shows and movies, there's so much here. And honestly, I don't think current horror would be what it is or as big as it is without the media generating as much uh, propaganda regarding the satanic panic. Yes. I'm sure there's some people that would disagree with this, but it's just how I see it. Thanks to the satanic panic. The horror community was given so much fuel for ideas and so many things because, I mean, horror typically trends around things that, you know, scare people or things that are unknown. And what's more unknown than a group of people who are secretly cavorting with the Dark Lord himself and making packs to gain power and to abuse people? It's the... You know, it's the monster in the dark that could take your innocence, the innocence of your child, could take away your freedoms, the freedom of your children, could take your life or cause you endless pain. I mean, you had stuff like Hellraiser where, you know, they literally have like objects that would open you to essentially a hell type scape where you would be tortured in one way shape or form for all eternity you had you know 
possess dolls that, you know, from serial killers that supposedly made packs with devils, uh, depending on which version of Chucky you go with. You have all sorts of, you know, this person was murdered, so they came back to life to murder people because they made a pact with the devil, and it's just, it's endless fodder in that time period where it's just like, oh, we're going to make a deal with the devil so we can murder people. Yeah. And even, I think I referenced this in one of the other episodes, there's a movie called We Summon the Darkness, which the whole premise there is it's done kind of ironically, but there's rumors of a satanic cult going around and murdering people. Uh, Come to find out, you know, spoiler alert on the movie, come to find out it's actually a Christian group who is uh, going to like metal shows and convincing guys at metal shows that they're also metalheads and then going to party at someone's house and then murdering the people and leaving like satanic messages in the blood of the people they kill to race hysteria against non-christian beliefs yeah and the ringleader of the whole thing is a very well-known christian preacher like totally evangel uh, evangelical there's all sorts of all sorts of influence there from a satanic panic as far as theology the influence the satanic panic has had over theology and theological media is is uh is astonishing yeah i mean you i don't know kelsey if you were ever watched the jesus channel and that's the only thing i know how to call it <laughs> no <laughs> because there's like a basic channel that's literally it's i think there's like two of them now but it's just jesus stuff uh you know televangel evangelicals uh kids christian tv shows like bible man and all sorts of stuff like that uh mm-hmm. but part of the reason why we have that is to give a healthy media source for children so they're not being brainwashed by the devil so they can get actual information quote unquote and not all the science and stories that they're being told you know because barney is evil and teletubbies are the devil and blah 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 when i was a kid going to sunday school i was i was chastised for reading harry potter because it was the devil's newest tool. While today, I realize the number of issues with the author being a turf, and how her works have a strange have number of strange similarities to works of Neil Gaiman that were written in nineteen started writing in nineteen ninety. Yes, mm-hmm. guys, Harry Potter is kind of a ripoff. There was endless preaching about how it was the devil. And the devil was everywhere, and out he was using it, uh, the books to capture brainwashed children. What? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in a like Southern Baptist evangelical church, but it was fairly common. And like, 
that just everything was evil, everything was the devil, unless it was not. Uh, that's that's why they have the channel for the Jesus channel where you can watch like Veggie Tales and stuff. I love Veggie Tales. I love uh, the songs from Veggie Tales. Those are fantastic. Especially when they do uh, the rip off of Lord of the Rings. Those are funny. But that's all I will, that's all I'll grant you. Is they're take funny. your word on that. I will take your word like, on that. Like they're, uh, they're like it's like one of those like slapstick funny things. Like it's like ha you know. Like Larry the Cucumber sings about not being able to find his hairbrush. He he has no hair. We watched <laughs> we watched some episodes of that at church when I was younger, but I honestly could not tell you a single thing about it. <laughs> I I think that Tomato's name is Tom. Bob. 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 It's Bob and Larry the Cucumber. Okay. So yeah, I, I know there's a tomato and there's a cucumber, and that's yeah. pretty much they're, it. They're funny. It's it's slapstick humor, but I mean you can totally tell that they're made for Christian TV. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, like it's it's not getting shoved down your throat. I mean, in the show, but I mean, I watched them. We we would go to vacation Bible school. My my mom would put us in vacation Bible school over the summer. That's right. as far as church I went. <laughs> like. <laughs> So, but yeah, I didn't know. Oh, honestly, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. (laughs) I did enjoy things like Vacation Bible School, but I think that's like the Scholastic Book Fair. I think there's just a high there that you're constantly going to be chasing for the rest of your life. Yeah. Vacation (laughs) Bible School was a lot different than Sunday School or yes you know, anything else yeah uh so with the news i honestly wasn't sure where to start with this one yeah it's one of the biggest things that came up uh, one of the biggest things that came before the satanic panic is how it how the, what did i word this as i don't even know how uh, anyways so sorry my notes are all Come fluffle. <laughs> Have fun editing that out. Um, <laughs> or don't. Just leave it in. <laughs> Sometimes I do leave stuff in. Lizards be like, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, one of the biggest things that came up during the satanic panic was how it changed the news cycle. I think that's what I was trying to say. Uh, it's like, we do start the 24-hour news cycle in the satanic panic era. Uh, yeah. So. During the time, this time, one of a number of news outlets learned that they could get more views by sensationalizing the truth. I was in such a hurry typing this. There are so many freaking things that do not make sense in this. So I'm just going to kind of try to do this to remember. Uh, with the uh, sexual assault allegations from the McMartin Preschool, and all of the negative media surrounding D and D, yeah, coupled with the later drama from the Men, uh, Mendez brothers, they realized that they could get a lot more viewers if they just went way well above and beyond 
and started just kind of plugging whatever information in there without actually fact-checking anything, which kind of was part of the death of free press and why you can't really trust any news source now to give you 100% truth. Nope. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Mendez brothers, Kelsey, I'm sure you're you're familiar. Mm, give me context clues. Uh, they're two brothers from a affluent family. Their father was like a super wealthy businessman, and they murdered their parents. That sounds vaguely familiar. And There's probably like there a book or two on it. I'll read. Yeah, I it's it's an interesting story. I'm not one for true crime, but it is an interesting, wacky story. Yeah. You also saw the rise and fall of tabloids during this time. Yes. Uh, that were later replaced by all of the BS on social media where, you know, you would... Do you remember tabloids? Mm-hmm. I used to love picking them up at the grocery store. Like, I was like, they're just still flipping there. through them. Are they? Oh, yeah. Because most mm-hmm. of them kind of died out in the uh, early 2000s with the rise of social media. But... Yeah, so the big thing with tabloids is, if you're not familiar, they are quote-unquote newspapers or magazines with completely BS stories in it. They were a great, great source of wacky, short fiction mm-hmm. stories that supposedly take place in the real world. And mm-hmm. it will say stuff like... Uh, woman is pregnant and gave birth to Sasquatch or, you know, mm-hmm. some weird stuff like that. They're the craziest out. things. But they're, but they're so much fun. Like, yeah, there's still uh, a couple, like, in the actual, like, check outlines. I know that a lot of groceries or retailers are going to, like, a lot of self-scan things. Yeah. But the actual, like, with a person, they're still there. There's a few, but they're still there. It's... I don't know. I always enjoyed reading them just because they were so far out there. And it's like, what, what, what am I reading? Why am I reading this? <laughs> uh, probably the most famous one is Bat Boy, which is the story of uh, a bat, a young boy that was raised by bats and was part bat or something like that. That was found in a cave. And yep. There was actually, I saw a play based off of it, which was really weird because <laughs> I was a drama nerd and used to go to plays, read like different high schools and stuff around. Uh, so the music industry, Satanic Panic influenced the music industry in a huge way. They still do to this day where multiple musicians who use satanic imagery in their music videos and songs. Yep. Oh, yeah. This is, this is prevalent in stuff from artists all the way from Kesha to Lil Nas X to, like, other, like, metal bands, stuff like that. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Lil Nas X is, he is a very gay hip-hop mm-hmm. artist Yep. who is ridiculously fabulous. And made a music video where he was giving very provocative dances and stuff like lap dances and such to many different incarnations of the Dark Prince himself. And, you know, obviously Christian conservatives did not like that. And this is more recent. So this is, like I said, still influencing it. 
uh, the music industry is known for shock uh, for using shock value to get sales. Oh yeah. Uh, the more shocking it is, the better it is. And like I said, they use satanic and Illuminati imagery. Cults. This is a favorite topic of mine. Uh, That being said, I am annoyed by what the satanic panic kind of did to the word cult. Along with a lot of the quote-unquote cults. I guess they were technically cults. But cults that were around at the time and a little bit before. uh, Because it turned cult into such a negative connotation. Yes, and there's still a lot of negative connotation around that word still. Yeah, and it, like when anytime anyone hears cult, they're like, "Hey, this is a bad thing." And you know, a lot of a lot of ones that get into the media and stuff are, and that's just kind of how it's evolved because people don't say they're a cult. Well, for people, don't say they're a cult. Period. Typically, but people oh, yeah. don't get acknowledged as a cult like they used to because cult is literally just a small fringe religious uh, gathering organization. Mm-hmm. That's what cult has been academically speaking for hundreds of years. Yep. Not until the whole Manson thing and Jonestown, it started yep. becoming more and more associated with negative connotation and then even more so during the satanic panic where it was occultism and cults doing this to children and you had all this negative uh, views of cults yeah so it's a word that's you know incites fear in people today mm-hmm so I'm sure you're wondering by this point where we're going to get political. This is where we get political, guys. Mm-hmm. QAnon. If you're not too familiar with QAnon, consider yourself lucky. This is a group in America of far-right extremists who apparently don't see the irony in their beliefs. Uh, they believe that the corporate elite... And many of those in government have sworn oaths to the Dark Lord himself. No, I do not mean Voldemort. Sorry, every time Uh, you say the Dark Lord. I know. I know. That's why I threw (laughs) this in here. Uh, This is how they've acquired their wealth and power. While it wouldn't surprise me of some kind of sketchy stuff going on between these groups of people, pretty sure it's not the devil, guys. They have assorted, uh, assorted. They have attempted to relaunch the Satanic Panic based off their beliefs. Yeah, this has driven some of the legislation of anti-LGBTQIA platforms and a number of other things. Mm-hmm. They have also pushed. Uh, well, that, that's along with like anti-women's rights. Yep. Uh, you know, trying to drive more segregation, all sorts of BS. Uh, yep. This has. They are also pushing that songs are packed full of demonic influence, as I mentioned before. I think the best thing that I've heard of this, and I don't remember if I mentioned this on a different episode or not, but about T Swift mm-hmm. being a satanic witch. 
Have you heard this? No. So I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, and that's you know <laughs> I know I know people who are, and that's that's fine for them. I am just not a Taylor Swift fan. Uh, you know, if you enjoy her music, go for it. But yeah, they think that she is a satanic witch, and that her tour that she's been doing is some elaborate ritual, and that every concert's a big ritual uh, that's going on. I don't think that's the case, but you know what? She's got a product. She's trying to sell to people, and people are buying it. Yeah. Well, I'm not a huge fan of capitalism. She's doing what she loves and living her best life and making money with it. Yeah. Is she a witch? I don't know. We also say that she's queer. Is she queer? I don't know. None of my business. No, it's not. <laughs> if she says she's a witch or she's queer, hey, cool. Good for her. Maybe she'll use her influence for positive changes in the world to help, you know, other people out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back back to QAnon. Sorry for the rant on Peace Lift. <laughs> uh, so back to Q. So QAnon is a group who got their information from a anonymous source, a person identifying themselves as Q on a message board. I don't remember if it was Reddit, 4chan, 5chan, 38chan, whatever. <laughs> it was somebody on a message board going by Q that would literally drop, uh, what do they call them? Q, they call them Q something. But anyways, they basically they would say like some weird cryptic thing. They're like, oh, this means this. Obviously, this is what they're talking about. And so they like created their own narrative based off of these posts that this random individual is making and which you know q is a messenger that's meant to give us information about the deep state and they said and the satanic packs that the government is doing and blah 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 and uh you know donald trump is our real leader and you know he was sent by god to q told us he was sent by god to save us and there's secret messages in his speeches that only we can understand because we yeah this this is this is what they thought this is what they believed and what it the kind fuck? of they gained a lot of acknowledgement and they apparently this is the first i had heard of them but apparently they were going strong way before this to where one of the QAnon people and you'll see them out and about they'll have like a q on their shirt with you know uh It'll be a Q, but then it'll have, like, flag parts in it. So it'll be, like, stars and stripes. But they went into, based off of information that was dropped from Q, They this person ascertained that, hey, Hillary Clinton is running a child sex slave operation under, and one of the key places that they're holding children are under a pizza parlor in a basement. So this guy went in armed to the T's into a pizza parlor and like demanded that they freed all the children and health workers at gunpoint because the non-existent basement supposedly had children sex workers in it and the whole thing was ran and capped off by Hillary Clinton. What the hell? <laughs> kind of bullshit this is... is that? Uh... 
these are also the same people that these are also the same people that believe that Donald Trump actually won the last election and that it was stolen from him. These are the same people that raided the U.S. Capitol building on uh, January sixth. It's. I think we've talked about these people when we talked a little bit about the cults because these guys are basically a cult. They are. Although that's again feeds into the negative connotation of cults. They are freaking nuts. Uh, actually, during my research, I found a really nice article in Vox on the subject of the Satanic Panic and how it never really went away. That's so gonna, I'm gonna have Kelsey provide the link in the description. I've got the link in the notes. But it's... Satanic Panic's still here, guys. Yeah, it's not going away. It's, I It kind of died off, at least in my opinion. It died off, and it started ramping back up. But you know what? Maybe it didn't really die off. Maybe it just kind of went dormant, or maybe the people who were preaching about it were out of the limelight because there was more important things going on. Yeah, because, I mean, you saw it kind of surface with uh, Stranger Things. When Stranger Things started coming out, it kind of reamped up a little bit. Well, with the rise again of D and D, yep, you kind of saw it too. But it's, I think it's like just a constant ebb and flow that we have now. But it's so much worse. And like I said, I honestly believe we're on the verge of some kind of civil war, uh, and I think this is going to play a part in it. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to have extremists. Always. Yeah. About, and it's, you're always going to have it about everything. Everything will be, you're going to have extremists on either side. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're the ones that get the news. Yep. I mean, we've had plenty of serial killers and, you know, some cults that have claimed stuff that, you know, feeds into the idea and the identity of there being some kind of cabal. But if you look at these individuals case by case, and not just surface level, there is a much deeper story there in each individual one. So I cannot stress this enough. Do your independent research. Yep. You know, don't take my word for stuff. Don't take Kelsey's work for stuff. Don't take, don't take anyone who claims to be an expert on anything. Uh, I went to a, a pagan music festival one time, and one of the guys that was camping around our group, like his group and our group, were kind of camping together. Uh, and he said something. He was like the high priest for the, for their uh, community, and he said something. And I, I hold this dear to me today. Anyone who claims to be an expert is an idiot. Yes. I agree. With because that. any anyone who's an expert knows that there's no way to really be an expert. No. I mean, you, there's always stuff to learn. You can never fully know or understand something. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. So do, do your own research. Look up stuff yourself. Double check, fact check. And... 
be open to the fact that, you know what, there's a chance you're wrong about stuff. Yeah. And be humble enough to accept that and make the changes to your your view and make the changes of your perception on things based off of facts and data. Yep. But that's what I have for us. I mean, are you ready for our our tarot? I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I can go first and tell you. I was like, you go first and I'll catch up. So I pulled the King of Wands. And it's actually really beautiful because it's Mr. Jack as his scary pumpkin king. Looks really cool. Um, so, main words um, associated. Big picture leader overcoming challenges. When you meet the king of wands, we see someone who is quietly confident, filled with inner strength, and blessed with great leadership. In his younger days, he might have been brazen, his fiery nature driven, driving him to reckless dangers in his pursuit of adventure and new horizons. Today, he's learning to tame that fire and put it to use while not letting it overcome him. Though he may be a little wiser, he still has appreciation for some of the more chaotic sides to life and you can be sure that if the opportunity presents itself he would gladly leap to his feet in order to travel some great to travel some great unknown to see him in a reading can mean you'll be called upon to lead the way forward all right okay interesting (laughs) so i pulled okay Oh, the art looked a little weird. That was a cup for a second. I was wondering why there was cups <laughs> on my wands. I pulled the three of wands. Okay. So no cups. No cups. No cups this week. Uh, the three of wands shows that your plans are now well underway and you are considering even more opportunities to expand your current strategy and maximize your ultimate potential. Everything is progressing steadily at and as expected. Thank you. Thanks to your solid preparation and ongoing drive. The three of one signals that many chances available to you to broaden your horizon through study, travel, business, uh, enterprises and learning you are becoming more aware of opportunities that exist for you right now and there are still more to come to take advantage of this potential you must stay committed to your path and be uh, prepared to stretch beyond your comfort zone knowing your best hopes lies outside of your current environment. It is time to think big. Consider what you can or what you can 
to open doors to more developments and self-exploration. This card encourages you to dream big than your limitations. Accept your vision and be confident you can achieve it. Hmm. Hmm. That was interesting. Those are very interesting together. Yes, how so? Basically, if you can like... believe it, <laughs> you can achieve it. I believe I can fly. <laughs> You're going to be given an opportunity to kind of step outside of your comfort zone, maybe a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And you need to take that opportunity to step outside your comfort zone. You're going to be given um, a, a great adventure. And you need to take it and not let it pass you by. Because you need to remember that you have a... You have a fire within you, and you need to make sure that you take the opportunities to let that shine and step outside of your comfort zone and, and take that chance. It's going to be scary, but you've done it before, and you've been fine because you've made it here. So that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, to, to quote Bush, uh, the <laughs> band, not the... President, president. <laughs> don't don't let your days go by. Glycerin. <laughs> I mean that's that's what I think. No, I I fully agree. Like you're gonna give a you're gonna be given a chance, and that chance is gonna take you like five steps in the direction that you've been wanting to go that you've been too scared to do. Multiple chances, just you know. You've never felt like there's been the right one, and now you've been yeah. given the right one. Yeah, just grab your horse by the horns and take off. <laughs> yes, horses have horns in this situation. <laughs> Leave me be. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, like we call it a unicorn, bub. <laughs> yeah i think that's what that means you're gonna be given opportunities and take them you're gonna, no, gonna i was gonna say that i was gonna huh? say you think it means that horses are unicorns i mean anything can be a unicorn if you try hard enough yeah i saw this picture the other day and someone did an art piece and they uh they made a capybara a unicorn. And I'm like, that's that's literally the best thing I've ever seen. That's funny. That is funny. I'll give... That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> I've, got yeah. a, I've got a unicorn hat for the cats. <laughs> it's a Halloween uh, costume. It's technically a Halloween costume. <laughs> Putting clothes on animals is wrong. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever. But I think that's all we have for this this week. For this episode. That's all I have. So, 
I was like, please rate, view, subscribe, and please tell a friend. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. The hands in the videos that you see are my hands. And I think that's all we got. Yes. Yeah. So until next time. I'm Johnny. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. Bye. Bye. Thank you.